So, where do you begin? You start with the goal. Okay. With the way you think the world ought to be. That's your vision. That's the first step in being an innovative organization? In many ways, yes. But we start with a theme song. Which just goes to show. Hi, this is David Allen Greer. And Tamara Carlton. For how we manage stuff. Today, we're going to explore vision and innovation. An idea often discussed, but rarely understood. Hey, can I sit in? Sure, Vinny. Why are you not enjoying the great Seattle outdoors? Well, I've been planning on a round of golf with a group of fellow CTOs. You know, meet some folks, see what's going on. But if you look out the window, you'll see that today, the great Seattle outdoors is just a little round. Invasive. Ah, uh, but I thought that you love the game so much that... Let's just say the game I love is not the one I could play today. Well, today we're talking about vision and the role that it has in innovation. When I consider how my life is spent, air half my days in this dark world and wide, and that one talent which in death to hide lodged with me useless. That was unexpected. Good vision always is. Okay, Vinny. You've been on the front lines of entrepreneurship. And I live to tell about it. What's vision? Well, it's the way that you think the future should be. That's a fine starting point. But what does that mean? It's a bit of a fantasy. You know, you're trying to describe a future that is free from some of the limits that we currently have. So part of this is technological. You want to have a technology that can do more than what current technologies can do. Yeah. That's what you tend to get out of engineers. They think, we can do photo chats around the world. Why can't we do hologram chats in 3D? But some of it's organizational. We ask how we might be able to live if a current organization was changed. What would the world be like if we didn't have to rely on a newspaper or broadcast television network for our news and entertainment? Yeah, or a taxi company for our transportation. So how do you get vision from the leaders that are under your mentorship? That question has a long answer. A long answer. But I can start by telling you the two mistakes that my kids tend to make. That's a good start. What have you learned? Well. They create a vision solely in terms of themselves. That's not surprising. And they define the future in terms of power or time. Okay. Really? I'm not surprised about the power. We've seen a lot of studies that suggest that business leaders are just as interested in power as they are in money. They want a future in which they face fewer restrictions on themselves or their company. Yeah. And I think that is why young business leaders tend to like fantasy or science fiction stories. They want to build an iron suit that allows them to fight crime. Yes. And I also think that's why they like to think about gadgets and superpowers. The Batmobile, a time-traveling DeLorean, the ability to see through walls. Okay. So what is the issue of time? Some of my kids have visions that give them more time, more leisure. More golf. Hey, <laughs> I earned that. But they want more time to themselves, less time that they have to devote to work or keeping up with the house. Let me guess. This is an entirely gendered vision? A bit. A bit. Women often describe their futures as having more time, but it isn't all about the balance of home and work and leisure. It isn't all about pedicures and bubble bath. I become convinced that the vision of a better use of time is really pushing the driverless car, that the developers are less interested in making driving safer than in getting more time out of their day. Really? You think that more time is more important than the vision of getting a cool new toy? Cool toys will fade quickly. 
just as desktops and laptops stop being cool, just as cell phones and tablets will soon just be part of history. You'll have to explain this. First, you got to remember that the engineers who are designing self-driving cars are young engineers who are attracted to the idea of living dangerously, of pushing themselves, of testing what they can do. Think of their hobbies, skydiving, hiking, fast cars, and motorcycles. Or playing golf in a thunderstorm. Oh, my vision was spent when I saw a tree go up in flames on the seventh fairway. So, what about time? Once you have driverless cars, you have a new block of free time. The time you once spent concentrating on the road and GPS, all the people who are promoting driverless cars could make good use of that time. They have work to do, reports to read, emails to compose. So most people will just use that extra time to text or to read Facebook or to stream videos. It's still your time. So as we start our discussion of vision, we'll begin here. A vision is a narrative of the future that redefines organization and or technological limitations. Or equivalently, increases power, satisfaction, or time. Sounds good to me. That's mine. Oh, it's Maddie. And what will our little eight-year-old entrepreneur have to say for herself? Let's hope that she says she's in school. We have a deal. A deal? Yeah. She stays in school and doesn't pull the stunt of trying to join us on her own. We'll bring her up to Seattle later in the fall. Hey, Magpie. Finny, it's me, Maddie. What do you have for me today, Gorgeous? Procurement, Vinny. So you want a little mentoring from your old Vinny? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Let's talk procurement. Investment or operations? Investment, I think. Give it to me, mad woman. I'm going to buy a flatbed computer-controlled laser cutter. Uh, okay. Really? Yes, really. I'm going to buy a flatbed computer-controlled laser steel cutter. Four feet by eight feet. An MC Series 150WCO2 cutter. It's the bestest. It can make really, really big toys bigger than me and really really tiny ones too the fastest okay okay let's go into decision mode okay i'm gonna be your board and you'll be ceo but i am a ceo right you are and you're the best ceo in the world madster but you've got to be a real ceo you got to convince your board that this is a good investment okay why because it's their money you're going to spend their money but it's my money. I'm going to put it on my credit card. But you want to be a Fortune 500. You want to play with the big CEOs. Yes. So you've got to convince your board because it's their money. So how much is this going to cost? $25. $25? No, $25,000. And you can put that on your credit card? Of course. Can't everyone? Well, okay. So you can finance it. Where are you going to put it? In your garage? No, silly. <laughs> Mommy's car's in there. In the dining room. It'll fit? Yeah, I measured. And what are you going to do with it? Practice making stuff. Toys, dolls, and cars and stuff. It's investment. So you want to learn how to use this laser steel cutter. Flatbed computer-controlled laser steel cutter. Yes. And you have no business model right now? Well, no. Okay, that's fine. But why do you want to buy it? Are you just getting it because your school just purchased a micro 3D printer? No. I thought that invisible friends should learn how to make things. And I thought we should leapfrog. Leapfrog? Leapfrog? Jump over the Gilbert School? Yeah. With steel cutting? Yes. Instead of 3D printing? Mm, yes. With no business plan? No. Just to make stuff and to learn. It's educational. Okay, Madam CEO. 
Do you want to know what your board thinks? Okay. The board agrees with two things. You got the funds and you got the space. In the dining room. But, but, but you're missing a couple of things that you will need. No knowledge of steel fabrication. No experience making physical products. No supply chain. No distribution network. No skilled labor force. And no idea of what you're going to do with it. Okay. Ready for the last one? Yeah. Management, 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 Queen Map. You have no management that can handle this kind of process. In fact, you're low on management. You still haven't replaced the CMO that you had to fire. But he lied to me. Right. So here is the judgment of the board. Ready? Ready. Please, 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 please. Ready. You get to choose. You can have a 3D printer or $25,000, but not both. Mm. If you want the printer, we'll give you $200. If you want $25,000, you can have it, but you'll have to use it to make a plan for how you would add toys to Invisible Friend. No steel cutter. But if I get the $25,000 and we don't have the steel cutter, how would we make the toys? You'd outsource it. Outsourcing? Yes, outsourcing. (laughs) So what are you going to do, Madam CEO? Hmm. Um, well, hmm. can I talk with my management council? Of course. Let me know what you decide. Thank you. (laughs) You're the bestest. And you're the bestest, too. Oh, okay. Bye. This is Maddie. Bye. Maddie took that well. She does okay when she feels she's part of the decision. Give her options. And how did you know about the 3D printer at her school? I get the newsletter. I don't think they know what to do with it either. It's a power vision. They want to be the meanest, baddest school in Silicon Valley. So not a time and leisure vision. I don't see it. So this podcast has two main points. Three, really. Okay. I'll be interested in the third You point. know it. I'll take your word. First, business vision or organizational vision is a fantasy, an image of the world in which people are able to act with more time or more power. It's not just about deploying a new technology. Right. If it were, we'd all have steel cutters in our dining rooms. Technology, because it's cool. As if steel cutters were cool. For some people, they are cool, which leads us to point two. Organizational leaders often craft their vision too narrowly. It becomes a vision for themselves, their managers, and their investors. Rather, it should be a vision for a greater community of people who are touched directly or indirectly by this work. And this is where leaders become so narrow-minded that they don't see the mistakes that they're making. Like the time a group of managers told us that they believed that the rest of the United States was just exactly like Silicon Valley. I recall that you were so dumbstruck you had nothing to say. Oh, but not for long. Few things are more fun to destroy than a bad vision. Okay, and finally the third point, that organizations can have multiple visions for a product or service. Got it. And that those visions need to cooperate. A vision to create power for a company doesn't always fit with a vision to take care of others, to take care of your staff, for example. But a vision to protect the public and save time might. Certainly. But it's time to bring this episode to a close. And so it is. In our next episode, we'll look at how you create a vision by loosening constraints. Until then... This is David Allen Greer and Tamara Carlton for How We Manage Stuff. Take care. You know that I'm still here. Hello? David? Tamara? Hello? 
Well, this is Vinny, the CTO of How We Manage Stuff. I'm trying to create a vision of a creative and innovative little CEO and a city where you don't have to play golf in the rain. Both are power visions, and my vision for you is that you can subscribe to How We Manage Stuff through iTunes or Google Play or our website, http semicolon forward slash forward slash howwemanagestuff.com or Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever fine podcasts are sold. This episode, 16410, and is copyright 2016 by JD LLC. All rights reserved.